Welcome to our very first podcast of Behind the Fans. I'm David Herbert. Podcasts are great. They're a great way of communicating a story or idea. This series aims to bring out some of your favourite stories. This particular series will be about AFL or Aussie rules for anyone listening abroad. I'm very fortunate enough that I'm involved with the West Coast Eagles cheer squad, so the first guests on the show will most likely feature them. However, the door is always open to you. If you'd like to get involved with the program, uh, you can send us a message through the Facebook page and uh, we'll organise a time to record your interview and uh, can't wait to hear from you. So on this very first episode of Behind the Fans, uh, my first guest is my beautiful fiance Christina, and I started off the interview by asking her who is her favourite team. Well, um. It is the West Coast Eagles. Um, at the time, it was the only WA AFL team to support in the AFL. So, obviously, that was the way to go. So, on game day, what is your game day ritual? Game day ritual? Uh, uh, well... I uh, get up in the morning, have my breakfast, do the What do you have for breakfast? Hang on. What do you have for breakfast? <laughs> protein shake, so it's all good. Protein but, shake. You know, I, okay. What's, what's, what, in that, what's in that protein shake? Um, just mixed berries, the protein powder and with a bit of water, so... And that keeps me fueled up for game day. Fantastic! So it gives you lots of energy, so you can yell and uh, scream at the at the uh, boys. That's all for the boys. Yes. Fantastic. So I'd get get ready. You know, put my my chip, my uh, gear on, pack pack a bag, and then off to head off top to stadium. Excellent. So from the West Coast Eagles. Who is your favourite player? Uh, favourite player would have to be uh, Andrew Gass. But, you know, I can't really say I've got a favourite player because I support them all equally. But more so Andrew Gass because he's, he's one of the quiet achievers and, you know, very uh, very down to a very down-to-earth kind of guy, you know, albeit, you know, he has, you know, he has had his time in the media, but he's always the down-to-earth character that he is on um, the, the, say, pre-game or um, pre, like, training the press conferences. Just speaking on the media, if a player was in a lot of trouble, should the, should the media just totally back off or should they actually do their job and ask the tough questions? I suppose it would have to ask a tough question just to get the right story out from the, from the horse's mouth because... I feel that reporting the I feel that reporting the truth is paramount and try to report spin. 
you know, interviewing the players straight from the, you know, one-on-one and getting the correct story first time I think is paramount because if you don't and you're just getting rumour and, and uh, hearsay from other people around not involved, you don't get the true true story out of it. I reckon uh, sports uh, personnel would actually make really good politicians because you know the answers that they give to the media are just so generic and it's uh, it's not yeah it's it's kind of question it's kind of an answer that would actually get um, yeah, would, uh, a politician would give a reporter wouldn't it? Oh exactly you know us as the public will know what type of answer they'd give either way, but we'd want the journalist, sports journalist or news reporter to get the right story out of the persons or people involved. Okay, so just, just going back to the uh, the start of the uh, interview, um, as I can hear the, your dog Stella barking in the background, do you want to pause this interview? <laughs> No, she's all right. That's no, okay. No worries. Okay. So what sparked your interest in AFL football? Well, I suppose it was a thing that my uh, – I suppose my late dad did pass watch it, but I wouldn't say religiously. Like he would have to watch it every week. Um, but also uh, – as I grew up, I always wanted to see or experience an AFL game, and I had the chances to do that. I've been to many derbies when they were at uh, Subiaco. I've been to charity, the charity matches that they used to have. Um, now with um, being involved with the West Coast Eagles Hungry Jacks cheer squad, you know, I experienced game day every two weeks more or you know and just being in the atmosphere of cheering on you know your local team and being involved in you know getting the crowd warmed up and it's just a very uh exciting experience it sure is and and uh, as i'm sure that most people know who listen to this podcast i'm also part of the eagles cheer squad and and uh, just a roar after a a good victory or um a great goal is just it's just electrifying it just sends uh, a chill up your spine doesn't it exactly and i even like it doesn't have to be a goal even when it's a a call where the um, umpire, you know, if it's a free kick, you know, the crowd are always behind them, good or bad call, I suppose, but it's just the experience and the actual atmosphere of uh, of an AFL match. So you just – it go the emotion, you just go up and down with it, so – and that's the uh, and that's the thing about being a supporter of a football team, isn't it? You've got to ride the emotions, uh, good or ride bad. Ride the emotional wave. That's exactly that's right. It. That that's what I was trying to say. You guys stole my words. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned umpiring. Who is your favourite umpire? 
that's a very, very hard hitting question. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say I have one. I mean, they all all try to do their best. Do you think think there's some... um, use their power to try and get themselves a bit more exposure on television, shall we say? Uh, as in like? Uh, yeah, the bending down and uh, rubbing their hands on the grass and... and I mean, uh, I suppose they do that as it's because it's their little game day ritual and or if they've got a stretch or they've got, you know, they have, you know, not only it's just the players or... The fans, they you know, they may even have a game day ritual where they've got to listen to a certain music or podcast or whatever to get themselves riled up. And you just know? In, yeah, and just in case you're wondering uh, what I was talking about that just then, uh, Razor Ray Chamberlain is the one who likes the TV exposure, and he'll do all those little things. Uh, but I, from my personal opinion, and I know that uh, yours is different to this as well. Uh, I think that he's. A pretty good umpire, in my opinion. Oh, uh, he, I mean, they're all good in what they do. Yes, and they'll always have an off game or miss it, but you know, oh, people are only human. Umpires are human, and I don't know if that's a, uh, a feeling that everyone will feel, but you know, yes, some, you know, they'll have their good days, they'll have their bad days, but you know, they're there doing a job. Week in and week out, and kudos to the umpire, the AFL, or any umpires uh, across any sport, because in particularly with the AFL, the AFL, uh, as Daniel, uh, as Daniel from the Cheer Squad says, it's probably one of the most difficult sports to actually umpire because there's so many different interpretations of a particular rule and mm. and uh, you know for them to go out there and cop abuse and and do what they do uh, you know good on them absolutely good on them and uh, I suppose they just don't let that get to them because if, I suppose if you did take it personally whenever a fan would kind of go oh you're doing a shit job or you know, where were you? Well, what, you know, I suppose you, you couldn't be an umpire because you just got to take it on the chin and move on because, you know, you can't be everywhere on the field. No, that's that's, you know, exa- and, that's exactly and right. calls are going to get missed and... Yeah. Calls are going to get missed and cause, you know, even though the amount of umpires on a field is like two field, two boundary... Or whatever, but you know they'll still miss a call. So I suppose you know they do, they do the best they can. Now, I know you love your footy, but uh, do you have any other sports that you take any interest in? Um. Well, I do watch the basketball, so I do follow obviously the. I suppose I want to take, get your opinion on this as well too. I saw the backlash from social media about Jesse Ragstaff missing that uh, layup, and some of the comments that was aimed at Jesse Ragstaff was just revolting. Um, thank I mean, goodness I he's thank, good, 
thank goodness he's not on on social media because uh, that's um, right. He wouldn't mm. have. He would have. Uh, well, first of all, he would he would have been probably told and probably would have done it anyway to ignore it. But for those mm. people to come out and say what they say, you know, I think they need to just pull their heads in a bit. Yeah, you, you be. Well, you I be, suppose that's the, that's the the thing of being an athlete, a famous athlete, and social media. You're going to cop backlash, but it, it depends on the athlete in, per, in himself or herself to kind of go. It's just someone have an event. It's it's not, you know. And but in the end, as well, the person on the other end shouldn't have to say that and shouldn't air that in a public forum such as Facebook or Instagram, you know, and that's the pitfall of this social media at the moment with athletes. So either if they've got a – if they are socially on on social media and are constantly posting, I mean, that's up to them. That's all well and good, you know. You get to see what they are behind the, behind the scenes and, and whatnot, but that doesn't give the public – right to go on there and go, well, you played a shit, you played a crap game on the weekend and you missed that, that you missed that shot or you missed that kick and you're this and that. Sorry. I suppose that's the pitfall of us, of the social media and being connect, being able to connect with your favorite athlete. Just speaking on, on social media, I uh, listened to a really fantastic podcast series called Radio Game Changers, which is hosted by Craig Bruce. And he actually interviewed a a very well-known Port Adelaide player who now works for SEN in South Australia, uh, Kane Corns. And Kane is very well known for saying what he thinks. And just the amount of just the amount of feedback or, I suppose, abuse or trolling that he gets online from those those people is paramount, but he says what he thinks and and that's that. That's what he's paid to do. Um, he is. Mm. Yeah, I know that he's but, a bit of, I know yeah. he's a bit of a mouthpiece, but, you know, I kind of think, well, good on him for actually being out there and being honest and telling people how it is. And that's the same with Jonathan Brown as well. Uh, Jonathan Brown, uh, a wonderful footballer from the Brisbane Lions, uh, has gone on to really carve up a, a good media uh, career for Nova in Melbourne and also on Fox Footy. And he does the same thing as well. He tells it how it is. People get upset, but it's water off a tax pack for him, so... I think that's the kind of way that the athletes are actually told to kind of say if anything said gets said on social media, don't back, don't you know, engage and just to let it roll off, let it roll off because I think, yeah, it's just that, I mean, I praise and the athletes who do kind of um, deal with it very adult like and not back, not hit out, you know, but. Well, it's all a part of the, the media. Whole, the whole troll, the trolling, and this and that really has to has stop. It, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, while there's social media around, uh, people are still going to uh, carry on like idiots. And you know, that's the thing. We, you, know, you look at uh, 
some of the racial stuff that was going on last year and for a couple of years now, um, it got to a point where Eddie Betts came out last year and said, enough's enough. Enough's enough. During the, the pandemic of 2020, um, there were a lot of games that we, that we couldn't go to because of the uh, COVID-19 and restrictions and all that sort of thing. So how did you support your football team, basketball team, through that really awful period? I suppose what any other one would be watching it from home. Um, you know, before we were all severely um, locked down, we'd have a couple of friends over to watch a game. And um, I think, and then once we were allowed, I still supported from home. And I think the only game I got to go see was the, um, was the elimination final. Um, at Zub- at Zubiaco, at Optus Stadium, but I still say I was very lucky to go see at least that game. Oh, absolutely, and unfortunately, that night, as we, as uh, most uh, Eagles supporters, yes, know, the result wasn't the best. That, that wasn't that that wasn't <laughs> that was not the greatest night for for us. But it is what it is. Um, now, here's a, here's a probably a bit of an out there question: if the sport of AFL didn't exist, uh, what other sport would you follow? I mean, you know, there's always the uh, soccer. You know, I do watch a bit of, well, in passing, I do watch a bit of the soccer, so the A-League, and I do support the Perth Glory. Um, I wouldn't say an active supporter, but I do support. Um I mean, again, like the cricket, I'd still support the cricket. I still support the basketball. You know, even the netball, I would go. I haven't actually been to a netball game, but, um, yeah, I suppose I'd I'd be okay if there wasn't any football on. Well, that's right because uh, I'm sure there'd be other uh, – well, there is to be other, other sports to, to follow. I mean um, – and this is a good example. I think that uh, last year uh, in 2020, before the AFL uh, restarted the AFL season, uh, the NRL, the national the National Rugby League, actually got in first and actually uh, ran a couple of uh, or went ahead a few weeks before the AFL restarted again. And, uh, and I'm sure that uh, well, I know that the the TV ratings. Uh, for that period was just huge because there was no other sport on. So, yeah. and to be honest, and I, I personally think the, the NRL is not such a, a bad sport to watch. It's just the fact that it's just on at the same time as the mm. AFL. So AFL will always rule uh, over the NRL any, any time. Yeah. So you said before that you went to see a couple of games at Subiaco Oval. Uh, what's your favourite memory about Subiaco? Oh, gosh. Um, huh. I suppose when I first went to Subiaco Oval, which was a 
uh, Fremantle Derby in 2000, uh, or I wouldn't say Fremantle, uh, Western Derby, I think. It wasn't, wouldn't be the first, I think it was in 2010, I think. I'll just have to look back on my Facebook. I'm sure it was around 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, and seeing them and also um, being able to see um, the the uh, the tribute match, uh, which was run usually on a telephone weekend, which was the uh, Chris Man wearing tribute match. And that actually raised kind of, that raised a lot of money for telephone back in the day. Oh, it was, and you know, even though it was a gold, like a five dollar. Five ten dollar ticket, or for something else, you know. Um, it was still a good night out to um, a good night out, and you know, you got to see all the old Eagles players and the old Dockers players. Um, I think one of them was, and um, the other, I think they just had a celebrity team at one stage as well. And he so, had, and, yeah, was, and he yeah. had little Zach, and he had little Zach main uh, wearing running around as well too, and kicking a few goals and getting the crowd pumped up as well too. Yes, exactly. And you know, but now seeing him where he is now as a Claremont Colt, he's kind of really taken to the main wearing name. And does he have a sister? Uh, yes, he does. Have you ever seen the show Holy Moly, which is currently running on no. Channel 7? No. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Don't waste your time. It's I don't think it's a, a very good TV show. I think it's an absolute flop. Uh, obviously, a lot of locally based uh, um, shows... I suppose in the first couple of nights, well, you know, you people, it'll will, it'll take a while. But I suppose the premise of it is kind of a fun thing. It's like a a bigger version of, I suppose, a mini golf course, and it's supposed to be family fun. But I suppose each each to their own. I haven't seen an episode, so I can't really say. I turn off halfway during the show. <laughs> now, I suppose that. Now you said before that. Uh, well, you're both. We're, we're both in the West Coast Eagles uh, cheer squad. Uh, any chance you could give us a bit of a demo on the, the type of chance that uh, that uh, goes on during the game? <laughs> I don't know if I should give away any trade secrets. I think you know every t- every squad has got the you know the the standards like, you know, let's go Eagles, let's go, or the, um, the Eagles clap, clap, and, yeah, I wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to give away any trade secrets. I suppose any cheer squad would be like that, but I think, my, you know, every, every squad's got the standards. Actually, I do remember, uh, I, I remember uh, a couple of, 
probably six or six or seven months ago, Adam Shand, who was a former uh, former uh, broadcaster on Six PR here in Perth, was actually filling in on the, uh, the the Triple M National Drive Time or National Nighttime Show called the Night Shift, and uh, I actually caught up the show one night because I think he was talking about. Um, particular sporting teams and and he actually asked me this the similar sort of question and and uh, and the answer that you gave was was not was kind of similar to what uh, you, you gave me as well too and and eventually I think that I actually did pluck up the courage to let off a few Eagles chants but I couldn't do it loudly because I didn't want to make so much noise um, so it was kind of a kind of a, a, a lip-wristed kind of uh, uh, effort I put in that night to a national audience listening in on Triple M. <laughs> it was like, it was like, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> I <laughs> so, suppose you're, you're right, but yeah, I wouldn't want to. I suppose, it, like I said, I suppose all the cheer squads would all have the, the same kind of the same the standards in their in their repertoire. I mean, do you ever think that uh, just talking about about the West Coast Eagles? Do you ever think that they'll ever get back the on ground banners, or do you think the banners are are gone for good? I think, in my opinion, they'll probably stick with the uh, blow up tunnel. I suppose you don't mess with the. Don't mess with a, a good thing, I suppose, but yeah. Thank you very much, Christina, for being the first guest on the podcast. And uh, we'll look forward to, uh, well, I know that you, given that you are my gorgeous fiance, um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting out of this uh, this lockdown and seeing your gorgeous face uh, whenever I can. And uh, hopefully we'll get to go to the footy this year. Thank you very much for tuning in to our very first episode of Behind the Fans. Plenty more episodes coming up in the podcast series, so please make sure that uh, you subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts from, and I look forward to hearing more stories from you, our loved listeners. And just a reminder that uh, if you would like to get involved with the uh, program, you can actually go to our Facebook page, Behind the Fans, and message me there through the Facebook page. Until then, thank you very much, and take care, everybody. 